Welcome to Crime and Reason on Talk Zone, bringing you the backstory in high-profile crimes that television leaves out. Now, here are the hosts of Crime and Reason, John Kelly and Leo Badenhausen. Oh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Crime and Reason. I'm Leo Battenhausen. And I'm John Kelly. And happy hump day to everybody. Hope you had a good week. Tell me, John, everybody's tired of this winter. It's all I've been hearing is about how sick and tired everybody's of the cold. Forget about it. It's crazy. It's crazy. This February blues are real. I think we're all ready to see the spring, but um, just to mention that. Well, we got uh, some very interesting stuff tonight. Just a couple uh, things came up in the news. We're not going to get into them in too much detail just yet because we don't have a whole lot, but um, we thought we'd mention them for for uh, interest. Um, another 16-year-old boy was was actually shot and killed by police uh, in Delaware. 16-year-old kid, he was uh, he's suspected of uh, killing his family. Um, yeah, in the, uh, a in, very, very faithful church member, too, Leo. Yeah, well, this kid, John, was a, yeah, high school student in ROTC. They lived in Kentucky. Now, this kid was the model of uh, excellence, and uh, he execution style killed his parents and his, his sister. Sister was 12 years old. And then he uh, he flew Kentucky and went on this wild goose chase driving around. Um, he wound, it was in Jersey here for a little while. He got gas. Got a gas up. Yeah, guess up somewhere in Delaware, he uh, apparently had a um, uh, an altercation with the police and started shooting at him. So like ten cops showed up and they they wound up killing him. But here we go again. You know, and why did this happen, John? Don't you tell yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, this? take a take a look at this. He uh, was mad because his mother took his computer away. Yeah, how about that? You know, here's this perfect kid again. You know, we see more social side all over. Um, it makes you wonder, like, how many good kids are, you know, one one consequence of losing their computer away from from exploding into a frenzy like this, a murderous frenzy. It's very yeah. scary and very sad. You know, they're still investigating. They they say pretty sure the kid did did the deed, but uh, of course there'll be some more. Um, some more uh, investigation into this, I guess, and it was uh, the Hendricks family. So yeah, a, 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 an interesting point of view here, Leo. He shot his father in the head, execution style. Said the the family he uh, was was uh, executing his whole family. He shot his sister twice in the head and once mm-hmm. in the arm. But here's here's the one that grabbed me. From a forensic point of view, he shoots the mother who took the computer away from him directly in the face. And believe ah. me, when you see when you see an execution like that to a woman right in her face, mm-hmm. knowing how women are concerned about their looks and how they take care of their face. I mean, this was just a complete burst of uh of rage in other words right in your face he he blew her face off unbelievable and just because from what we know there was no other problems with this kid he was a good kid and and because his computer was taken away from by mom he lost it so this you know we're seeing more of this computer generation and how addicted 
uh, these kids are. We, it's very scary stuff, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about that case and probably many more uh, when it comes to these this new type of uh, generation. He's down in Maryland. He decides to have a gunfight with the cops. He shoots a cop. He wounds him. He doesn't kill him. He wounds the cop. Then there's six other cops there. They blow him away. Now, yeah, this well, is a kid that was the the, the, the perfect church-going kid. Um, there's not one bad thing anybody had to say about him. He was supposedly just a great kid. Well, in fact, John, didn't he go to a youth group or something after he killed the, the family? And they said, oh, we didn't see anything wrong with him. He was normal and fine before he went on his uh, joyride up to New Jersey. I think yeah. I read that, too. He was he went and presented himself to his friends like nothing had happened. That's really scary. <laughs> yeah, he set up a uh, he set up some kind of video for them, they were watching a movie that night. He was involved in setting up the video, yeah? Yeah, well, responsible till the end, huh? Till the right. end. Got right. a, and he had four guns in the car, and he had a backpack filled with ammo. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing this same kind of story so much and so frequently, and it always seems to lead back to video games or computers there, there seems to be a common denominator here. Very scary social side stuff. You read about it in my book. Yeah, and it, it, it's perfectly written in your book. You know, you, t- you you take a kid's computer away, so he kills everybody in the family. He shoots yeah. everybody in the family. I mean, We're, come on. See, I mean, is, what's is, going on here? That's the message in social side. Where is our allegiance today? It's not to the family anymore. It's to this electronic world we've created for ourselves. That's what I think. And it's not good. It's not good at all. And uh, if that's how close you can come to blowing your family away just by uh, suffering a consequence, you know, all parents are going to be afraid to take these things away from the kids. So we'll hear more about this. Another sociopath back in the news, this this piece of trash, Drew Peterson. You know him, John? Oh, Sergeant Drew Peterson. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, officer. yeah, Sergeant Drew Peterson. He's a major police officer. Spent time, I believe it was in Vietnam. Definitely, I know he was in the service. I mean, uh, here's a guy that, uh, you know, he wanted to... Uh, put something out there and jokingly said, why don't you try to win a date with Drew? The problem is everybody that dates him ends up dead or missing. You're right. And he, well, he's been, he's been prosecuted and found guilty of killing his, his wife. I think it's his third wife or his yeah. fourth wife. But now he's in the news because he's just been uh, charged with um, trying to hire somebody to kill the prosecutor who helped him get, uh, you know, locked up. This guy's in jail and he's, you know, conspiring to uh, to kill the prosecutor. This is a sociopath, the top level. This guy just doesn't stop. Yeah, he's a he's a complete sociopath. But you know what? They should have his middle name as narcissist because Drew Peterson is in jail now. So now he comes up with this bright idea. He's going to get revenge on the prosecutor that put him behind bars, that had him found guilty uh, in a jury trial. So anyway, he turns around and he goes to somebody in the prison. Now, he's the highest profile guy probably in this prison. Probably, unfortunately. But with his narcissism, his narcissistic personality, he believes 
that this guy he's talking to won't tell anybody <laughs> and will try to ha- carry out the hit on the prosecutor. Sure. Well, the guy he's talking to, even though he's his jailhouse buddy, wants out of there so bad he could taste it, and now he's been given an opportunity. He's been literally given a get-out-of-jail card. All he's yeah. got to do is set uh, Mr. Peterson up here, Sergeant Peterson, uh, for trying to uh, purchase a hit, buy a hit, put out a contract yeah. on the prosecutor, which he did. And he and I'm did. Sure. Yeah, but see, in his narcissistic mind, he believes this guy will never squeal on me. I'm above that. I'll never get caught. So they always believe they'll never get caught. They're too well, smart. Exactly. Well, see, this guy, he got, there's three wives missing. He, this was, he was convicted of killing his, four, his third wife. So he got away with that that murder for quite some time because it was initially thought to be an accident. But, you know, they finally caught up with him, the evidence. They exhumed her body after his fourth wife disappeared. How many? Yes. He's been called a serial wife killer. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's no proof that he's been he's involved with the other three. Hello, wink, wink. But let's get real here. And uh, he's where he belongs in jail. You're, you're so right. He thinks anybody's just going to come around and help him and keep their mouth shut. He's out of his mind. Yeah, his fourth wife, Stacy, completely disappeared. Right. She he's, hasn't been seen in years. That's correct. So and he thought he got away with number three. But I guess, you know, uh, uh, criminal uh, criminal investigation uh, won that case. So. I can't, I, I can't, I, I remember when this guy was being interviewed, he loved the camera. He continually oh, yeah. made himself available to the camera. He even wanted to get on a talk reality show about a bordello, a house of prostitution somewhere. I mean, it's just really, 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 uh, extremely, uh, narcissistic, um, godlike. Man in his own mind, he's a le- he was a legend in his own mind. He probably still is too, I'm you know, because sure the personality doesn't change just because he's in jail. Uh, no, you're right. It's just a different, uh, different venue for him to perform. He was on a bunch of talk shows. He's just a sickening guy. Why we give him? I don't even know why we're talking about him, but he just fascinates me because he's just so evil and such a such a pig. And I don't want to even call him a pig. Pigs have, I have more respect for pigs. <laughs> yeah, I know this guy. This guy's an animal, and uh, he's an he's a, not, monster, monster, monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he's right where he needs to be in a cage. Yeah, let's hope he's, he's going to be there a long time. Oh yeah, he's going to be there a long time. Yeah, let's lock the door. But so that, that's what's new in the news uh, for for this week, and we'll see what else comes up with that. You know, as the weeks go on, um, we want we got a couple of emails about people. People are fascinated with with. This the whole concept of serial killers, aren't they, John? No, the people I mean, that love serial killers. They love this stuff. They the, the books sell, the stories sell. People are just fascinated. And your show on uh, uh, Investigation Discovery was fascinating. Dark Minds was a great show, you know. And it's frustrating, I guess, for viewers to not see an end sometimes because we want to know the bad guy got caught, you know. But sometimes you just can't know that. Isn't that- yeah, not on not on cold cases. That's why they're cold. Nobody got caught. But you're absolutely right. When you don't have resolution, it's uh, it's it's very very hard. And uh, you know, when you're looking at serial killers, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of information that needs to come out for the people that 
you know, are interested and who even love serial killers. I mean, you know, there's people marry serial killers in prison. Yeah. Like it, Charles it, Manson just well, got married, didn't he? I mean, uh, well, so there was talk about that, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, but people just get fascinated by this. And not not just these, I don't know, I don't know what kind of woman marries a serial killer. I, I, I don't understand that personality type just <laughs> yet. But, I mean, just the regular people, myself included, would just get fascinated by the minds and the deeds and the sickness of these of these animals well, these monsters let me put it that way and um you know we're just we just it's very compelling stuff now how many how many serial we were talking about this during the week how many serial killers do we do we think are out you know roaming around the boogeymen in our country right now do we have any idea well there what you know usually uh the FBI will come out with statistics but they've been pretty much the same statistics for well, what a are those decade or two? What what are those statistics? A decade or two? They haven't changed them, huh? Well, what what, what are they? How many do they say are out there, John? They're usually talking about thirty-five to fifty active serial killers throughout the United States in any one time. But I don't believe that for a second, personally. From all the uh, research and work I've put into this over two almost two decades, uh, I believe there are two. Active serial killers uh, at all times in every major city in this country. Is so, that right? Whatever That's the methods. Yeah. Re- really? Absolutely. So absolutely. So yeah. this thirty-five is uh, those would be the ones they are aware of, or they yeah. say they're aware of. Yeah. FBI? Yeah, yeah. Because the way it works, the way it works is the FBI just doesn't. You know, get information and, and, and realize there's a serial killer in this city, that city, or another city. And a lot of people don't understand this. The FBI have to be called into the case. They have Why to. Why is that? Why be, is that? Because they are federal and their focus is on anybody that gets killed on federal land or if they know there's a killer crossing the states. Then it's a federal issue, but 95, if 98 percent of the time, your serial killers are local issues, and it's local law enforcement. Now, at that point in time, the local law enforcement that's covering these serial killer cases, they have to reach out to the FBI, and they have to request the FBI get involved. However, here's where the turf war comes in. Lots of times, local law enforcement doesn't want to reach out to the FBI. Why, why because, is that? Because I was just going to ask you, don't they not get along sometimes? Well, one yeah. Hand they, one hand yeah. doesn't know what the other hand's doing, and they can get in and step on each other's feet. Does that, does that happen in real life? Absolutely. If you okay. call the FBI to come in and take over the case, then you're asking them to take over your case. You're not going to you're you're kind of saying, listen, I need help. We can't solve it ourselves. Now, right away, that can be an issue for the powers to be in that local law enforcement agency, because they're saying to the general public, look at, you know, we need help here. We can't do this on our own. And lots of times the last thing a local law enforcement or municipality wants to do is turn around and say these two words, serial killer. Because as soon as those words are mentioned, here comes the press. And if the press is coming, 
Here comes the pressure. The pressure is coming as well to follow it. It's going to be major news. Media is going to be all over the place. So a lot of local law enforcement will not head towards the FBI until it is absolutely positively necessary. Now, they may use the FBI for their forensics, yeah. and they may yeah. use them for some consulting, but they will not, and, and a lot of them mm. don't want to turn over the case to the FBI. For instance, if you have, and this is going on all the time, if you have, uh, say, three or four or two prostitutes murdered, found dead in the city or whatever, I mean, that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. You rarely see this on TV unless it gets to the point where you have seven, eight, nine, and, you know, somebody's made an issue out of it and some smaller media's picked it up and made an issue out of it, and then it's it's pushed nationally. But uh, lots of times law enforcement um, may not have the uh, expertise to follow through on something like this. They may have a whole lot of other cases. And generally – the bottom line is that law enforcement looks at these girls as women that want to live a risky lifestyle. And if you want to live a risky lifestyle, these so are they, some of the consequences. So they, so they deserve what they get. I mean, is that, yeah, yeah. In that the mentality you're, we're talking? Oh, what about you? You mentioned like they don't want to bring the pressure on and the press on. I guess they don't want to bring the uh, panic on either for the public, right? Cause you hear serial killer in your, in your area. You know, the, the, the we're all freaking out. Uh, you know, we're closing, locking our doors and we're keeping our kids at home. Isn't that right? They don't want to keep the public awareness away from this stuff too. Well, see, that's the other part of it. For instance, mm. when you had the prostitute murders in 2005 in Atlantic City, a case I worked, um, right away, um, you know, it wasn't put out there. And I don't think um, if the New York Times didn't get involved, uh, it wouldn't have uh, been a national story. Kudos to the New York Times. Kudos yeah, right. to the uh, Atlantic City Press. But you got to understand, it's one thing if you've got a serial killer and this negative uh, publicity in a, in an area like maybe uh, Chicago or Pittsburgh or Allentown, Pennsylvania. Or major cities. Is right. Major cities. But when yeah. you have it in a tourist town, when you have it in a city or a town that depends on tourism uh, or even a gambling mecca that depends on people coming into town to mm. make its living and to, uh, you know, gotcha, make right. money, they, I mean, they're gonna- Keep that all out of the press. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, they don't want bad publicity. That's considered yeah. bad publicity. So they're gonna do their best. But unfortunately, like I said, once it gets out to the wire, once it hits the wire, once the press picks it up, here comes the here comes the pressure to solve it. And that gotcha. case has never been solved. Yeah, I know. There's plenty never of them that haven't been solved. solved. Plenty, plenty but- cases. Getting back to the, you know, America's fascination with this, John, I come up with some, uh, some true and false questions for, uh, you, our serial killer profiler that should be, uh, helpful for people and very interesting to hear. There's a lot of myths surrounding serial killers, aren't there? We don't really yeah. know. People yeah. think that some people are serial killers and others are not, and some are, and we think they are, and they really aren't. So, um, are you up for a quiz? Sure. All right, I'm sure. going to throw some sure. at you here, and let's see what sure. you come up with. All right, now, true or false, 
Serial killers are all dysfunctional loners. Yeah, that's false. That's false. Because you have, yeah, you have serial killers uh, that work in teams. You have uh, serial killers that can be very social, like Ted Bundy, being involved in politics, going to college. So that's false. Absolutely. Well, yeah. that's true, right? Because even like, uh, who was it? The, the BTK? He was yeah, out there. Yeah, okay, he was right? a president of the church. Okay. So, he was a president of his church right. when he got arrested. Yeah. So there's an example. But some are. Okay. So we're going to say false. Serial killers are not all dysfunctional loners. That's correct. All right. Let's go with another one. Serial killers are all white males. Yeah, that's definitely not true. Uh, that's false as well. Not true. Huh? But well, it, I don't hear much about, you know, African-American or any other ethnic serial killers in this country. I know, not that right? I don't think they make the news. Or yeah, do well, I, am I missing something here? Yeah, there are, uh, back when I started this, um, the argument was there was a uh, 10% uh, minority, um, of other than white men that were serial killers. So they said 90% were white men and 10% were men of color. Okay. Well, now yeah. it's now up to at least 80%, probably 80, between 80 to 85% of, um, of, uh, minority uh, involved in these murders. You only have about maybe 76% white males at this point. 76% white and then 24% minorities or? Yeah, that's it. That, that, I, I would say at the least, uh, 24%, probably more. Other countries have serial killers. I, I know, I know some in England has plenty that I've heard about and Russia too had a few. Now are they in other countries that we don't know about? They must, yeah, are they have, everywhere? You have serial killers all around the world. However, 80% of the known serial killers are here in the good USA. What makes that happen? There's a good question. I mean, really, the, we, we have a culture. Uh, our culture is the top breeder of serial killers, huh? Yes, it is. It, it truly is. And I, I, you know, it brings me back to, uh, my pet peeve that I really truly believe it's parenting, 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 like you talk about in your book. I mean, I really, I, I have not met a serial killer yet that has had or researched the serial killer yet that has had a good relationship with their specific gender parent. And that's father to son in most cases. And usually there's a, a very uh, critical mother in the mix somewhere. Fascinating. So, so we can. That's the one thing we can uh, take credit for, huh? Producing. Oh the, yeah, we got, we oh. yeah we got the record. We got the record. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right, we got the belt. Yeah. All right. Here's another question for you. Serial killers are all motivated by sex. Yeah. No, that's uh, absolutely positively not true. Um, in what? fact, what they are they are uh, motivated. The vast, vast majority are motivated by power and control. Sex is like a sidebar for them. And usually the sexual act is, um, you know, gratifying, sexually gratifying for them. Uh, but it's also just another way of dominating and demeaning the woman. You see, with serial killers, everybody thinks it's like 
This guy, this white guy goes out and he prowls for these women and he stalks them and he kills them. And there you have a serial killer. There are a a number of subtypes of different types of serial killers. For instance, we're talking about uh, one subtype being the power and control serial killer. What's that about? What's a power and control serial killer? He wants to, he wants to play God. That's a great question. He wants to play God. I mean, this is the serial killer like, uh, you know, Charles Cullen. Remember him in New Jersey, the angel of death serial killer nurse. nurse. Yeah. That was killing people in the hospital, right? Yeah. He was playing God. You know, I'll, I'll decide today who lives and who dies depending on if I shoot you up with some potassium or whatever, you know? Yeah. Then you got Gary Ridgway. He was a power control serial killer and Ted Bundy. And what they like to do, Gary Ridgway uh, would like to choke. Uh, most of these power control guys are really into strangulation. They like didn't to choke. They, didn't they all sexually assault these girls either before or after death? Yes, absolutely. So sex mm. is always a sidebar component. Right. But, you know, there's certain fetishes like necrophilia that go along with this as well. And in Ridgeway's case, uh, he'd like to strangle girls and Bundy as well. And what they would do is they would strangle a girl to the point where she would pass out but not kill her, then revive her, bring her back, and then do it again, then revive her, bring her back, strangle her into unconsciousness again. And they would toy with her like a cat would toy with a mouse until they got tired and bored, and then they would just choke her out and kill her. And that that's playing God, bringing them back to life, killing them. I have control over your life. I decide if you live or die. I'm God. That is horrifying for yeah. these girls. I can't imagine the, the sick, twisted mind of these people and what these poor victims must go through. Oh, it's torturous, and that's a power. That's a power control uh, serial killer. Then the other killer, another subtype, uh, is called a mission serial killer. Tell us about and that. And this is this is usually a man on a mission, and. For whatever reason, he has in his mind that it's time to rid the world of a certain type of person. For instance, he might hate gays. He may hate gays, and he may want to rid the world of gays. Okay, I get it. They're on a mission. Uh Yeah, his mission in his mind is to rid the world of gays. There's also... uh, you know, been people who've uh, been on missions to, uh, you know, rid the world of, uh, you know, um, homeless men. Uh, usually you're going to find, um, you know, some type of person here that has, um, you know, a really, really uh, strict and stringent uh, attitude about right or wrong. In other words, gays shouldn't live, they're abominations, or yeah. he would say prostitutes are abominations, so we gotta get rid of them, or abortion doctors. Remember the guy that ran around? Yeah, killing oh, abortion sure. Doctors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he felt it was his mission to kill abortion doctors. Well, I've got a question for you about these kind of killers, but I think it's time we need to take a quick break. So, um, we'll be back with, uh, Crime and Reason in just a few minutes. Please stick around. Now, 
back to John and Leo for more Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. Uh, welcome back, everybody. If you have uh, been listening, we're talking, uh, we're uh, quizzing John Kelly about uh, just what are the myths and facts regarding serial killers. We we're just talking about mission serial killers, John, um, that they want to rid the world of a certain type of person, be it a prostitute, a abortion doctor, um, gay people. Now, a question, that justifies this in their mind, I would take it, right? They, they think they're doing the world a favor when they do this stuff? Yeah, they they believe that that's the, they're doing the world a favor. Is it the world the or is it them? Is it, and I believe I believe that they are really really narcissistic, and I truly believe that they're getting some gratification themselves out of killing people like this. It's not just about the mission; it's about the man on the mission. They're they're okay. they're very focused on themselves. Another one, another subtype that I think you'll find interesting is the visionary serial killer, Leo. What's now the that? vision the visionary serial killer is a very disorganized type of serial killer. See, when you're dealing with serial killers, you've got two types. You've got organized and you've got disorganized. Okay? The visionary serial killer is a disorganized Serial killer. He is not what organized. What does that mean? What do you mean not organized? In other words, this is usually somebody suffering from a psychotic break, and it's and it's uh, most of the time somebody suffering from paranoid schizophrenia, and they feel uh, they're compelled through the voices. Uh, and auditory hallucinations that either God or the devil, uh, you know, CIA. is commanding yeah. them to the CIA. Somebody's commanding them, you know, voices come okay. through the radio or whatever, commanding them to kill, kill a but certain now, person. Let me get, let me step in here. This is coming into my field uh, of uh, expertise a little bit here. Um, this, this, the, the, the schizophrenics or the delusional serial killers, I guess, like you're saying, they must, I think they're the ones that get caught pretty quickly. Is that right? Because these guys, like, is that why they're disorganized? Because yeah. they, you know, because they are, they are legally insane. And this is, a, you know, this is a, one of my pet peeves is when these, these, if one of these creeps that isn't truly insane shows up in court and now all of a sudden the defense for them is, oh, they were insane. Now, people that have schizophrenia or any kind of true psychiatric mental illness have a long history of hospitalizations, medications, doctors, counseling. You know, and then we, then some of these people come in and they have no history. So now we're going to say this person's crazy. But I guess this type of killer that you're talking about would have a long history to prove they are, they are simply insane. And that is, they are being uh, directed by what they call command hallucinations, like you've just been mentioning. Correct? Yeah, you're right, you're right on. And they do have a long history. Of, uh, a documented know, history, psychoth- right? Documented history of exactly. therapy. And 99.9% of the time, you know as well as I do, people go off their meds. And it's when these guys go off their medications that yes. they become very, very volatile. Now, these guys are interesting to me because not only are they unorganized or, in, uh, you know, just completely disorganized and you know, they're, they'll kill where, whoever the voice tells them to kill, but yeah. they're, they're blood letters. What I have found with this subtype is that 
the visionary killer is a bloodletting serial killer. Like I talked to you earlier. Yeah, I talked to you earlier about Bundy. You know, I talked about Ridgeway. You know, I talked about Charles Cullen. You know, uh, so we've got the nurse serial killer who's not a bloodletter. We've got the Gary Ridgeway, the Green River serial killer who's not a bloodletter. And then we've got Ted Bundy who's not – they didn't kill – and produce blood. Okay. The what they did after the fact that, yeah, they were stranglers. What they did after the fact was a different story. But these guys here are always, it seems, blood letters one way or the other. They like knives and sometimes they like guns. And, you know, if, if they had the opportunity, I mean, this is the type of guy that'll push you off the railroad tracks and under the train when it's coming by if the voice tells them and yeah, commands right. them to do yeah. it, you know? Yeah. But I'll get a good example. Of this is um, David Berkowitz, son of Sam. Well, we all uh, know him, right? Yeah, son of Sam, the serial killer from New York City. Uh, you know, he would hear voices, and uh, he believed that uh, the dog Sam, you know, was talking to him, yeah. uh, and it was coming from the devil. You know, I right. mean, so he was the son of Sam. The dog would he believed the dog would talk to him. And, you know, this guy did do some. Um, you know, hallucinatory drugs, uh, at one point, you know, I mean, well, he, uh, he did it at LSD. There's no doubt about it, you know, yeah. and some other drugs, but go ahead. You were saying, yeah, I was just saying most, most, uh, schizophrenics are doing some type of drug, uh, not, oh, not always LSD, but uh, alcohol, you know, they're, they're, they do self-medicate to try to calm the voices down on their own. They don't take their medication like they're supposed to, but they'll use illegal substances or alcohol to, to try to uh, either enhance the voices. Some some people, some of them, in, you know, feel more normal with these voices talking to them than when they're medicated and they don't, mm. which is a frightening thing. Yeah, and 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 uh, with David Berkowitz, he has a history. There's a history of him using hallucinogenics. So, I mean, that's something else. And the way he killed, he killed with a pistol. And he would attack couples uh, that were parked alongside of the road, kissing, fondling, whatever. Yeah. And he would walk up to the car, he would shoot them, and he would leave. Um, most of these guys are not using guns. Um most of these serial uh, visionaries are not using guns. Most of them are using knives. And, uh, again, they get caught rather quickly because, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, a compulsion uh, that goes forward at that time because they're commanded by the voices. And, um, you know, they, they uh, cut somebody up pretty well. And they don't cover up their tracks. Right, because they're they're, they're yeah, truly they're not insane. organized. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. they're really they're really in the middle of a psychotic break or something. I mean, they're they're re- they're truly insane. Would you call it a psychotic break or what? How would you identify that state of mind they're in? You're saying insane, but if we wanted to get technical, psychotic break or psychosis, uh, psychosis. Or- yeah, well, it'd be a psychotic episode mm-hmm. to say the very least. Um, you know, it is a psychotic episode. So they used to call these things nervous breakdowns years ago. Yeah, yeah. but it, right, it's an it's a, it's an accelerate accelerate accelerated or exacerbated state of psychosis where they just can't control what the voices are telling them anymore, where the voices truly take power over their actions, and they feel that they have to do what they're being told. 
Mm-hmm. Be it, and they really do believe it's either God or the devil talking to them or the CIA or, or you know, the aliens. You know, we laugh at this stuff, but it's, this is truly what they hear and feel. And it's very scary to hear these things. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this is what people have to understand. Our listeners have to understand that serial killer is not a catch all. Okay. There are subtypes included in these two words in the phrase serial killer because you have all these different types. Of killers to yeah, kill. I this I think, people don't For realize various don't reasons. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is good information because I didn't, I wasn't aware of the subtypes. You know, you yeah. hear serial killer, and I'm sure there's much more to this um, than than just calling someone a serial killer, like you said, as a catch-all. Well, here, let me ask you another question since we're talking about that. Yeah. All right, uh, serial killers cannot stop killing. Yeah, that's false. that's false. Is that false? Yeah, that's false. They they can go long periods of time, which are called cooling off periods, before they kill. The Unabomber, off the top of my head, was like seven, eight years he cooled off. Well, they take a little vacation from uh, from work. Yeah, you don't know. We, we, we really, this is, this is the wild card that's out there and what everybody's trying to figure out. We understand why they kill, but we can't understand lots of times why they have this cooling off period. Now I'll tell you what I think and what our research at Stock Incorporated has come up with. Uh, we believe uh, and, and, and before I get into that, I said that, um, you know, the Unabomber was off for seven years cooling off. Um, another one, um, that cooled off for a long period of time is somebody you're very familiar with, Leo. You mentioned him earlier, the BTK killer, bind, torture, kill killer. Yeah. yeah. Of, from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kansas out there. Yes. And, and I have to tell you that, uh, it depends on, the serial killer. We believe that. Well, let me let me go in another direction first. First of all, I told you before there are two types of serial killers: the type that are organized and the type that are disorganized. Okay. So, so just let me summarize. So the organized serial killers are the ones who are not insane for the most part. Well, they're in, they're not insane or psychotic, and they're 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 able to cover up their crime or crimes better than the disorganized ones who are just a bit sloppy. And yeah, psychotic. they are they are sloppy. Some are psychotic, and some are just plain stupid. Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you do have stupid serial killers too. And you know, the the other thing is that uh, when we when we look at these uh, with these uh, these serial killers, you also have the serial killers that abuse substance. And you have the serial killers that don't abuse substance. So what's the difference? I mean, the, is this, is the serial killing the, the substance for some of these people? Well, it is a substance all the time. It's, it's a major, major central nervous system stimulant for them. I mean, that's a, you know, that, that's everything they're interested in doing. But here's the catch. The serial killers that are using substance, alcohol or other drugs, have a much harder time stopping because that's your question. How how can some right. stop and how can some not stop and how can some have a cooling off period? Right. Is it like a detox? You know, from, it's, it's, is it like it's, a detox? It's something that causes them 
for whatever reason to stop. Now, the ones that the serial killers that are using drugs, alcohol included, alcohol or other drugs, they have a problem because they're not only addicted, they have a dual problem. <laughs> we'll call them dual yeah, addicted. Well. They're, they're addicted to the murder and mayhem, but they're also addicted to the substance. So every time that person goes out to the bar or gets high, he becomes uninhibited. He ingests the great uninhibitors, which causes mm-hmm. him to start to lose control and to act out on his fantasies, okay? Almost almost like somebody with psychosis, Yeah. except they're inducing their own psychosis, so to speak, with alcohol or drugs. Like yeah, a psychotic, it has, once those voices get too loud, they're out of control. So you're saying if somebody gets high or drunk, they're losing control because they're not inhibited anymore, correct? Exactly, and this way... Even though the cops are looking in a particular area and they shouldn't go into that area at all to grab one of the girls working the streets, because they've ingested this uninhibitor, it makes them feel so powerful and so confident that they end up going into that area trying to grab a girl and then get nabbed by a decoy police woman, you know, acting as a prostitute. That's just an example. Okay. Now, the, the serial killers that do not ingest any kind of substance, they are the ones like BTK, like the Unabomber, that can have these long cooling off periods, okay, because they are in control. They can stay in control till something rocks their boat, till something happens to where their thoughts start to change, to where their narcissism gets the best of them, and they want to be back in the media, which was the BTK case. Oh, yeah, with the letters. He was writing letters to the press. He didn't really enjoying all that attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that does happen. Now, one of our pet theories is, and you'll find this very interesting, is that we believe some serial killers who are not under the influence of substance, who are not substance abusers, stop... When they meet the right woman who fulfills their emotional needs that they did not get from their mother. When when they find that one woman that is fulfilling their emotional needs, they don't feel the need to go on the stalk and they don't need to, uh, you know, go out and hunt women down. It's It's that simple. Now, I'll give you a perfect case. Gary Ridgway, uh, you know, the, the, the largest, uh, you know, serial killer manhunt in United States history. We got 50, uh, dead women now. We probably got another 40 or 50 out there. He claims that himself. Okay. When he got married for the third time, when he got married for the third time, he went from killing like two prostitutes a week to maybe one or two a year. So there was something that he right. was getting out of that relationship that right, cooled right. him off. So I mean, it's nobody has uh-huh. nobody has the corner on this. Nobody has the complete answer on this. But this is just uh, some of the answers we've come up with. Uh, you know, following well, that, our that's, research. That is fascinating. It's creepy, but it's very you know, it's fascinating to see that that statistic. Um, if that shows a decline in their killing because they've met the right person, 
Oof, wow. <laughs> what does that say? They're really, they're really just looking for that nurturing or that love or that whatever it is that they never got growing up. If we could You're like right. tap that, if we could tap that and figure out who, you know, what's, what's missing in the, at a younger age, maybe we could actually do something with the stopping this, this epidemic that America's producing serial killers. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I mean, I get, I guess a woman can make your break, you right? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> power of women. No, nope. you're a good woman, uh, man. Can't be a good yeah. woman. Okay, for every good Let man is a good woman. What's behind. that? Yeah, go ahead, shoot. For every good man, <laughs> there's a strong woman behind him. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, all right. How about this one? Serial killers want to get caught. Yeah, that's a lot of BS. I think that was a lot of Freudian stuff. That came out. I've never met a serial killer that wants to get caught. I'm not saying deep down in their psyche, um, you know, they they want to fulfill this self-destructive prophecy by ending up getting caught and being put in jail. But, you know, when I look at that theory, it 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 lends itself uh, to them having some kind of conscience. And I have not met a serial killer, a research a serial killer that has much of a con, any conscience at all. I mean, so, it's extremely, extremely narcissistic and sociopathic. And your book, you know, Social Side really, uh, really scares the hell out of me because well, well, uh, it's it, it, very informative on what's coming our way. It's that soulless population we have, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? They, they, get, they get locked up and they stop killing. What, what, <laughs> why, why not? Why bother? Why not just keep on killing? Because, you know, you're not going anywhere. What, why did the, that seems to be the cure? <laughs> How do they keep them from, you know, acting out and, and, and when they're incarcerated? I always wondered yeah, that. Because, what the hell do they care? They're, they're, they're locked up. What's, what's the worst that can happen? If they got life, why don't they just keep killing? Yeah, and they, uh, some of them do kill in prison. Um, you know, some of them do, um, but rarely. It's rare, 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 rare. Usually, this is very interesting. When they get put into the structure of a prison system, they're usually model prisoners for, for, for their complete stay, even if their stay includes, uh, their last walk down the hall to the gurney and the needle. But it's fascinating, you know, how the, it switches their personality type where they become a model prisoner after the destruction and damage they've caused sometimes hundreds maybe of, of people and families. Yeah, but don't forget, there's no women in there with them either. <laughs> so if that says something too, then John, yeah, that's true. So <laughs> is that another, here, let me ask you, here's another question. Are the, mo- the most serial killers kill women? Yes. Yes, I would say, I would say, I would say, yes, um, I would say yes. I, I, uh, I have to believe that. I think they're the, uh, prostitutes are the easiest prey. Uh, all you gotta do is show them a $20 bill. You got them in the car. Once the serial has them in the car, he has them in his control zone and then off he goes. Now, there could be a bone of contention with this answer. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think uh, the people that do the research really take into consideration the other subtype of serial killer, which is called the comfort killer. 
get it? A comfort serial killer. You're no, I, about I, I, don't, I don't get it. Oxymoron. An oxymoron. What is a, please, John. Comfort yeah. killer. What is yeah. that? Yeah. I don't get uh, that. I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> comfort what? Isn't that pretty nuts? Is that crazy? Well, I, a comfort, a comfort well, I want to know what it is. Killer. Gonna what are they comfort? comfortable? What? Yeah. Are you kidding he me? Kills, he kills. They kill. Men and women alike. These are men and women. I'm going to bring up a couple of different cases. The comfort serial killers kill people for creature comforts. What does that creature mean? Comforts. Usually they're killing for profit. It's usually for material gain, and it's either usually money or drugs or both. Okay? There was this little old lady. Her name was Dorothea Parente. Okay? Yeah. She she had a rooming house. She had a rooming house in Sacramento, California. You probably heard of her if you, at some point. And what she would do is she would try to exclusively uh, rent to older men, okay? And she would rent them a room, yeah. and she would allow them to pay her when they got their Social Security checks. Well, for what rent? she started to do, and yeah, for rent, for living there. Okay, so okay. What room she and board. Started room. Doing, yeah, room and board. I don't know how much she fed them. Well, she must she must have fed them something because she poisoned them. So she had she oh. had. I guess she got them used to eating something of hers, and she poisoned them one at a time, and buried them in the backyard, and continued to collect their social security checks when they would come through. So uh, you know, no she report is, of the, Oh yeah, huh? No report yeah, so of the death. I got okay. I got. I got it. Yeah, because nice, she'd make nice sure they scan. had nobody. Yeah, she, they would make sure they were, you know, alone. They didn't have anybody. Nobody's looking in on them. She had a nice scam going for a long time. She had a backyard filled with bodies. Yeah, she was collecting all these oh, social security checks. And then the other one, the other one uh, that kills for profit and comes under the comfort serial killer. Subtype is a hitman. Yeah, hitmen for the mob. Well, they does, kill for profit. Yeah, they oh, take a the, contract. For the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's the yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. They don't realize that hitmen are serial killers, but they are. Yeah, I they may not think be that. A gun yeah, for hire, yeah, I would think, but yeah. not a serial killer. I would never have uh, put those two together. Yeah, yeah. See, they're not killing for power or control in some cases, maybe, but they're more concerned about the money. Show me the money. You know, that's what these hitmen are looking for. So regardless of what you're killing multiple people for, as long as you're doing it over a period of time, you are considered a serial killer. That's See, that's where a lot of... Uh, misinformation is out there because people aren't getting the true dope. They're not getting the true facts, you know? Well, that's and, why uh, we're trying to talk about this today, though, because, you know, it is a fascinating topic and so many people are so interested and intrigued by serial killers. So go ahead. I how cut about you the off. Iceman? Oh, how about geez. the Iceman from New Jersey? He was a you want creepy, go- creepy man. Frightening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frightening, right? From Patterson, New Jersey. From Patterson, New Jersey. One time I happened to be down at Trenton State, and I saw this mountain of a man coming by me. 
I was researching somebody in Trenton State Prison, and it was the Iceman. Okay? Later Walking on, he died, yeah. Later yeah. on, he died of cancer in there, but they had what they call full contact visits at the time, and he was on the same tier as this other person I was visiting and researching, this other murderer, and there was the Iceman. Okay? But the Iceman's from Patterson, New Jersey. Nobody knows. He's, he claims he's killed over a hundred people. Yeah, and I've he, heard he, that. He, he was definitely about the money. He was definitely about the money and he killed people for the DeMeo crew, which was part of the Gambino family out of New York City. He started off as a hitman for them. I mean, it was all about the money. You know, no emotion. Just show yeah. me the cash. No just business, business. Just business. Yeah, nothing personal. Just business. Show me the money. That's a, but he's a serial killer. You know. See, and I think that's, 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 I would not have known that. I don't, I would never have put those two together. So see, this is where some of the, uh, the, you know, misinformation does come out. You know, there is so much to know. I mean, you're a fountain of, of knowledge with these serial killers, John. And uh, it's, it's all fascinating information. How come we don't see so many women serial killers? Well, I think the vast majority uh, are men because they are more uh, aggressive and uh, tend to work from a rage point of view versus a woman. A man will uh, act out his rage, I think, more so on other people than a, a woman. She may have a lot of inner rage, but she may mm-hmm. cope with it and deal with it differently. Um, but they're not, they're not as predatory. Certainly women, you know, in general just are not as predatory as men when it comes yeah, to uh, stalking and murdering. Interesting stuff. And with, with women, when they do kill, isn't it usually poisoning? Like you mentioned that the woman out in Sacramento, isn't that kind of their preferred, uh, like black widows? Are they considered, uh, you know, serial killers if they've absolutely killed the su- succession of husbands? You know, that happens. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And that and that would fall under this subtype. This category is a comfort killer because the black widow is poisoning her husband. That's usually their method of murder poisoning to enrich themselves in some way. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back just for a second, I want to mention the name because I don't think our listeners know the name of the Iceman. His name was Richard Kuklinski. Richard Kuklinski. Kuklinski. Mm-hmm. Richard Kuklinski. He was the Iceman from Patterson, New Jersey. And, you know, there's movies out there on him all over the place and books. Okay. So we can look into him if we need to. Yeah. Um, you know, that's- now, something else, too, Leo, that falls under this category, and people never talk about this. You know how many gangs you have in the United States? I mean, you got the Crips, you got the Bloods, you got, you know, this group from South America. What is it? Something 13 or something? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you've got, you've got these, all these different gangs. And in these gangs, you have gang bangers. Right. And these gang mm-hmm. bangers, they're killing for power control, mostly for their turf. They want to protect their turf. They want to protect the selling of drugs that takes yep, place on yep, their turf. Sure. They mm-hmm. want to protect the women they're pimping on their turf. They don't want anybody involved in their turf. So a lot of this power and control uh, that they want to exert 
is for money is 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 uh definitely about the money or drugs and and these gang bangers they're all over the place so to turn around and say at any given time we only have 35 or 50 you know serial killers in the United States i i could never ever buy that argument every every major city every major city has at least one or two that's active. There's no, just no doubt in my mind. Just with the amount of gangs there are in these, uh, in these cities. I mean, even in Chicago, you look at how many murders take place. Uh, in I Chicago. know. You know, you think it's just one guy that kills one person? You gotta have some guy who's really into this. He's knocking off two, three, four, five. I mean, these, these, the, you know, these are all gang related murders. I know. These guys, they're yeah. serial, they're comfort serial killers, you know? We have a, a lot to learn when it comes to this stuff and uh, fascinating, fascinating things we all need to be aware of. And and then we've got to get back more into this on our next show, John, because I think we're running out of time here. But again, thanks for everybody for tuning in. John, you gave us a lot of good information today. And I appreciate that. With this How did you on the quiz? How did I do on the quiz? So you're so far a hundred, but we didn't finish yeah. it. All you right, know, I'll go next week. Yeah. You know your stuff. We'll get next back week. to this. And um I just want to remind everybody uh, of our website, it's uh crimeandreason.com. Please visit us there, crimeandreason.com. And you can email me at Leo at crimeandreason.com or John at John at crimeandreason.com. So please check it out. Stop by, say hello, send us any questions you have, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks a lot for coming.